Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Peachtree City, Happy New Year to what you. Peachtree City, you got some, wonderful time on your golf cart down do you, there. Do you, you know what? I'm coming to. The and they're getting ready to have a, you know, the big soccer complex down there and everything. So you right know, there by Falcon Airport. Yep. And the, yep, and the yep. Kathy folks. Yep. I'd like to been there at Christmas time when they got that memo from the folks up in New York saying we gonna open your restaurant on a Sunday. Ain't nothing you can do about it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll we, see. We will see if that bill passes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, moving into the seven o'clock hour, I, I got to tell you something. That was it. Kyle Sandy said something. Like I said, I. It's as if he wanted to spread his wings and talk about some of the programs and how they go about it, and, and some of the other programs and how they do well, yeah, things when that, it comes that's, to that's, high school know, sports and high school right, basketball. Right. But and, was, and, 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 with ba- and with basketball, is is I won't say it's easier to do because you you don't have as many people on the team. You know what I mean? You get so so. You know, you you your rules. People look for ways to circumvent and do things. That's, I guess, in so many ways, it's part of the competition. You you wish mm-hmm. it was. You wish that it wasn't. But, you know, that's that, that that's what happened. And, you know, he sees a lot more of it than than most. You know well, what I mean? Again, that, that's yeah, that's what the, he does. He's on the front line. He, he's that. on the front line. Anyway, as we uh, like I said, moving into the seven o'clock hour. And by the way, yeah, we might have to reschedule Terrell. Okay. Yeah, we might have to because you know he he posted that he's joining us at seven twenty, and he put a picture up, and the picture only has you in it. So oh. he left your boy out. There's a picture of him, and you. Well, you need to come to some Hawks games. No, I ain't got nothing to do with Hawks. He got eighteen pictures of me and the three of us. Well, I mean, you know, no, I ain't got no excuse because he you, got you, a bunch you, of pictures. You need to come to some Hawks games, man. Hawks ain't got nothing to do with it. He yeah, was it at is, our party. There. Got nothing to do with it. He got pictures of us. Yeah, the three of us. Okay, but so I'm, he should have put that out there. So I'm gonna have something but, to say about it. Okay. Good thing I love his family. But uh, <laughs> but you 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 can come to Hawks games. I no, don't put it on the Hawks game. Ain't got nothing to do with Hawks games. He's, been he's, around for he's a bunch always of stuff. he's always there. He's always there. This is yeah. our show. Okay. He needs to go back and get them other dozen pictures with two. I'm being silly. That's all it is. It's not that big a deal. I'm just I'm just being stupid on this 17th day. And I got a, I got a question for you. Yeah. Did you know that Jupiter has moons? It's the planet Jupiter. Has moons really? See, now you didn't know that. I, I, I think I know. I only know Saturn has rings. Sat- Saturn had Ju- rings. Jupiter's huge, and it's got moons. Okay, I get that. Here's the the insignificant information from today. It was discovered. The first discovery of Jupiter's three moons happened on this day by Galileo. Really? Now we know what Galileo. We think of Galileo. We think of astronomy and mm-hmm. all of that stuff, right? How are they going to know back then? Yeah, I always question that. He had no telescopes back then. 
Yeah, he had one. I could go out to my garage and put something together and make it, you know. Probably like so. This is sixteen ten. Okay. What kind of materials did you think they oh, had? Oh, n- nothing. N- nothing like now. Okay. But. Well, even even to look out, a know that that's Jupiter, and b that those other ones aren't little planets too, or it's their moons. I'm just I'm just curious. <laughs> I got a lot of questions. Yeah. I said we're going to answer them here, but I just got when I hear about stuff like that that happened way back when. Yeah. I, I just I'm just got questions. Nothing on this one. The typewriter was patented today. Whoa. Yeah, the first day of it. In the history of everything. The manual or electric? Yeah, uh, No, the manual, because this was 1700. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, um, and here's the thing. A guy named Henry Mills. Henry Mill. But the thing didn't actually come together until years later. So that, um, they must have given out a patent over the idea of a typewriter. Okay. But the actual physical thing didn't appear for a couple years later. This is the way it's written out. That's all mm, I'm saying. That's mm. all I'm saying. See, we got a lot of questions about stuff right. that happened. In the, and I'm really leery about this source because you checked me last week on one of the dates that they had out there. Oh, well, yeah. And, and then you went and, and, and straightened it out. So okay. we're going to just change this to Crenshaw. No, I don't do that. Uh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. I will uh, back up 10 yards and punt and let you have the floor. Well, we're going to start. We're going to start before, before we get into some college basketball and some HBCU notes. Um, tennis, first of all, because we're down under and we got kind of like breaking news what? Uh, today right now because they're playing the warm-up tournaments, the tune-up tournaments for the Australian Open. And Rafael Nadal today oh, yeah. has withdrawn from the Australian Open. What? He has withdrawn from the Australian Didn't he just Open. Lo- did, was there he, just, he just lost in the quarterfinal yeah. of the Brisbane event. Uh, since some aggravation with the uh, hip that he had surgically uh, repaired, and he has returned to Spain. And, you know, everyone's looking forward to this year being like a final year for him and hoping that he'll be healthy enough to make appearance and play, you know, all the major events, um, unlike Roger Federer, you know, who we kept waiting for him to come back and, and want to play, and he ended up playing an exhibition match. Uh, we wanted to be out there. And, and, and then Rafa went out and played his first two matches in – you know, looked good, looked look like he was in, in his usual form, uh, you know, shaking off some of the rust from not being out there. Uh, but he lost in the quarterfinal round there in Brisbane and has returned to Spain. So uh, we wait to see what happens with this. With this, uh, obviously, you know, going to be his final season on tour. We want to see the guy healthy. We want to see him out there playing and giving us at least flashes of that championship form that we've seen for so many years. My, my first thought is why. Second thought is pride. Well, that's, Man, that's my second question. Here's the thing. Absolutely. Are we looking at a guy who is the tennis equivalent of a boxer, a boxing champion? Well, it, it's, it's, that's, that, that's it because it's an individual sport now. That's what so I'm saying. It's, He's it, a boxing it, it, champion. It's very much like boxing. It's very much like and boxing. And he plays tennis closer to like a boxer. Federer is more like a dancer, if you will. It's like what they used to say about Astaire and Gene Kelly. Yeah. A different style. Yeah. But Federer plays like a lot. He plays tennis like a linebacker sometimes. Yeah. Or plays it. Well, you know, well like a, a guy his size. You, exactly. If you see, you see Nadal, you know, you have a lot of American tennis players built like this dude. Nope. You know, but pop and, 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 yeah, and, and so just the way he's built. Um, but, but yeah, any of them, if you go down to, to McEnroe, Connors, it was that boxer's mentality because it's, it's on you. But you know what I mean? But and, 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 when, and, when, and when you hear the, the applause, it's for you. You're not sharing this. No, with you're anybody, absolutely right. Which is the same as the boxer. That's very intoxicating, if you will. 
Is that a good word? Is, is no, it's an absolute. It's, you, you know what I mean? Anybody to, who's been on stage and they feel that love from the audience, whether right. it's cheering and or clapping, it does something That's to you. why it's hard to walk away from it. You said, why this guy out here? He got more money than any. And you're right. And he got all he, the he titles. That's he the got thing. all the titles, got all the money, got whatever. But, but you know, it's still that pride of being that champion, and he – he wants to feel it again. He he wants to hear it again, and so um, we we'll, we'll curious to see. Curious to see what happens the rest of the way. But Nadal uh, not going to play the Australian Open. Meanwhile, Coco rolls on. She wins Auckland uh, in three sets in the final. So that's back to back wins at that particular tournament as she gets tuned up uh, for the Australian Open. That is great to see Coco Golf start the season win. Talk about some other folks with Atlanta ties. The ABS Classic is starting today. Uh, ben Shelton, who this time last year just got a passport, <laughs> out of the country. He's the number one seed in this tournament, so he's a bye in the first round. Chris Eubanks is the number five seed in this tournament. He will play around 840 this evening. Now, what time that will be tomorrow over there, I have no idea. But but is Just it, go 13 hours ahead. Is that what it is? Yeah. You make it sound so easy. Well, uh, I it, can't it, do the it, math, but I know it's 13 hours. <laughs> but at 840 tonight. Uh, Chris Eubanks will be playing and uh, starting kicking off his uh, 2024 season. So we want to keep an eye on our home folk uh, on the tennis tour. Got some basketball scores for you from yesterday, college games. Uh, Georgia was the winner, beat Missouri 75-68. Dogs are 11-3. and uh, Boston College beats Georgia Tech 95-87. Uh, Jackets are 8-6. and Kennesaw State wins. They beat Queens 80-77. Um, Owls, who the Owls? Uh, they are 10-5, and five. and uh, Georgia State's a winner down at South Alabama. Good win on the road for Georgia State, 90-76, to 76, and they are 7-7 seven and seven on the season. Um, um, Eric, I'm going to call you in here. Uh, we're going to talk a little HBCU news. First of all, we were meant to have some music from some of the bands. There is an HBCU battle of the bands, not a band championship. Hold on, hold on, because the, the computer froze on me. Let's see if it does it now. Let's okay. see. There we go. Because when they get here, they better be ready. Yeah. <laughs> now, who is this? That is Texas Southern. That's that is Texas trying. Southern. Yes, indeed. Yeah, the yeah, fighting yeah. Michael Strahan's. We, we, the, they are the fighting Mike, Michael Strahan's. You know what? We, 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 we're going to talk about this school for a reason. But anyway, the, the HBCU Culture Battle of the Bands Tour is next Sunday, the 14th. Um, it's been part of King Holiday Weekend. Going to be at State Farm Arena. And the bands that will be here will be Talladega, Fort Valley, uh, Texas Southern, Alabama State, Benedict and Alabama A&M, and uh, just bad leather bands going to be putting on a show for you as part of uh, HBCU Culture Tour that is coming up next week. Thought I would just throw that out there. Meanwhile, Texas Southern yeah. uh, still doesn't have a head football coach. They just need to go and call straight hands. See if you want to leave Good Morning America. Come on down here. Coach, you pay for the uniforms and the helmets already. Just come on down here and coach the boys. Just show up on Saturdays. So you ain't got to show up on Monday through Friday. Why is this taking so long? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, because other schools are recruiting players, and and, and, and you said the magic words. Portal. You're in Texas. You're in hey, outside of Houston, a fertile, fertile recruiting country. You would think a coach would come down and say, "You know what? I can do something with this program. You got a, a tradition. You got a good facilities. I just don't know. I just don't know." What happens to McNair? Um, well, I mean, is he definitely out there? That's definitely not going to happen for him. 
with your name that you have, you know, you can tap into your history with your famous brother. Unfortunately, he rests in peace. Take the year off, reevaluate, and then look at what jobs come open next year. Wow. That's what I would do. Man. I mean, he, he he's not hurting. He's been at Alcorn for years now. Yeah. You know, he, he had a great career in college. He's got, a, like I say, he's got a, a legacy of the family name. Sit out, regroup, come back next year. All right. All right. Florida A&M, it, 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 it happened this week. A lot of people were wondering, and they were trying to pass the hat. And well, they passed it to the tune of over 100000 What did they, What happens to that money now? Oh, I don't know. You, you know what? Still use it for the football program. Okay. Or it may go to hire whoever the replacement is going to be. Is that first person already on staff? Yeah, some they got to promote from within. So they, some people think I that that think. person is already in Tallahassee. You think yeah. so? Yeah, I think so. I think they promote the offense coordinator, and they they wish that young man Marcus Riley, who has declared for the NFL draft, they wish him luck. And uh, I think they keep that ball rolling with the offense coordinator. We're talking about Florida and them, of course. And of course, we saw them here winning the Celebration Bowl, and Coach uh, Willie Simmons. Uh, took a job at Duke, and he's going to be the running backs coach at uh, at Duke. Hey, I, I didn't know that was his area of expertise, but a hey, running backs coach at a Power Five. Hopefully, he uh, translates that into a that's OT more job. realistic than what we saw a year ago, which was a, a, a head coach from an HBCU going to a Power Five. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? For the second time in history, so it's so that that's what 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 we saw. That's a whole different character. And what what Dion's got going out in Colorado, the shine has definitely started to glisten a little bit. Or, oh yeah, or it needs to be polished a little bit. You know, well we'll, we'll see what happens with that. We, but but I, I, once again, he's an outlier. He didn't do that. But here's somebody that that worked and did everything. And you're running backs coach at Duke. That, that, that's what we got working. All right, all right. Yeah, no, y'all, I was enjoying this. Okay. Go ahead. Give me a cup of coffee. Y'all keep going. No, go oh, ahead. we got a break. We got a break, man. We got a guest up here. We got to see if he changed the picture up there. Terrell yeah. Thomas is going to join us next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92 on the game, 92 on the game.com. And take us with you in the Odyssey app. Sports Radio, 92 on the game, 92 on the game.com. It is Sam and Greg on this seventh day of January. Happy New Year to everybody. And for those in our audience that are Serbian, Merry Christmas. Yeah. You didn't know that. Today is is Christmas in Serbia. Nikola Jokic, Jokic is probably taking the night off against, and he, they can afford to because they're playing the Pistons. <laughs> so, and as we talk basketball here, let's welcome in. He's a family member. I had him some fun with him a little while ago. Maybe he couldn't he couldn't come up with that picture with the three of us, but he put that picture up you there with you and him. Hawks games, man. Hawks ain't got nothing to do with it. You got yeah, plenty of pictures of me in your in your arsenal of pictures, right? <laughs> yeah, see him laughing. He knows. He came out to our party. That that was our most recent photo, though, from from a Hawks game recently, as, <laughs> as, as as Sam said. So you know, some some of our older photos, we all look a excuse me. By the way, a little different. Yeah, don't say nothing about me going to Hawks game because I saw him last at the Hawks game, and I got pictures there. You didn't know about this, but I saw right, Terrell. That's the last time I saw yes, you was indeed. at the Hawks Ch- game, Ch- Chicago against the Bulls. Thank you. So. Put a picture up at you and Sam. I know what a love is. Go ahead, you ask him first. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, man. How, how was your, how was New Year's? What do you do when you got kids? Uh, you know, family around is New Year's, or did you have a chance to celebrate New Year's Eve like an adult? Yeah, I was still in Philly for the New Year, and I actually brought it in this year with my grandma and my aunt. So that was pretty cool. And I, I stayed in the house. I know I was telling you guys I got out early in, in the afternoon and went and saw the madness that happened with the Eagles. And uh, they had a 6 p.m. fireworks show at Penn's Landing. I caught that. And then I went in. I made sure I was a responsible adult. was in the house by 9, 30, 10 o'clock and just kind of 
kind of had some conversation and reminisced with my grandmother and my aunt and brought in the new year with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's an, that's a pro. Cause we know it's an amateur night. Yeah. So he was, he was, he was out like a pro. He's being smart, being very smart, being smart. Right. All right. All right. Look, these are over with. Yeah. I mean, this week, in the first week of the new year and the Hawks gave us some, you know, from one extreme to the other, they, they can't get somewhere in the middle, can they? I mean, we, we come out with this great win, and then we go on the road and leave it all in the hotel room. Um, is, how, how do you sum up the first two games of, 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 the, of this calendar year? Yeah, it, it seemed like the Hawks have been kind of on that Dr. Jekyll and, uh, you know, Mr. Hyde type vibe because they, they did. They started the new year off so well. And then the debacle that took place in – and Indiana was just embarrassing. I, I didn't, there's no other words to say but embarrassing. I, I couldn't believe it as I was watching it also unfold. And don't get me wrong, the Indiana Pacers, I think, are surprising a lot of folks this year in the Eastern Conference as well as the NBA. But I just I can't figure out why when we look at this team on, on paper, why the Hawks haven't been able to turn that curve and, and turn that curve and kind of be straight and narrow consistently. So it has been an up-and-down mix and – We'll get to see, you know, in, in their, their third game of the new year, just what these these Hawks can do. But it's it's, it's slightly frustrating, and the last performance was certainly embarrassed. I, I'm I'm quite sure the gentleman in the locker room felt that way. Well, what do you see happening that's going to turn this around? Because we've talked about the defense, we've talked about the ba- the backcourt and the chemistry there. A lot of this stuff is want to. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I, I, I think it's totally want to. I think it's all want to, and. I don't know what can actually be done to shift or to make a change. I don't want to say roster moves. I think, you know, like over the past few seasons, we've seen that Trey, pretty much the veteran on this team, even though he's still young in his career, he's had a different lineup of different rosters darn there every year, uh, every season of of his career thus far. So I, I want to see some continuity, be able to build with this Hawks team somehow, some way, but it has to be one too. I don't know if, you know, we're, we're at the, a point where the All-Star break is, is, is near and the trade deadline is near. We're starting to hear trade rumors again. And I remember how that affected John Collins a couple of years ago when he was here. I don't know if players are starting to, you know, hear the, hear the rumors and the what-ifs and if that's starting to affect the locker room or not. But it, 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 just, it has to be a want-to at this point because when we look at this team again, on paper and even on the court, in my personal opinion, talent-wise, when you, when you look at their roster – there's no reason that they're not a top six seed in the Eastern Conference. Really, a, a top five, four or five, honestly. But I'll say six, just you know, as they still continue to gel. We just have not seen that from them. So it has to be one, two. It has to be more defensively because these gentlemen are just giving up too many points on a nightly basis. That is happening. That is happening. But then the points are happening all over the place in the NBA, folks. We're spending time uh, <laughs> on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Terrell Thomas. Um, always great to catch up with him. Look, this game last last week with OKC. What was so different in that? Because they they came out connecting shots, um, playing a bit better defense. I mean, it got nerve wracking right there at the end. But they had this double digit lead throughout the game against one of the hottest teams in the NBA. How do you explain that? You know, if, if we look at this team, I'll say over the last 30 days or so, over the past month, we've seen that a lot from the Hawks, where they start off tremendously well. And they'll have double-digit leads, anywhere from 13 to 20 points on a given team. And then in the second half, I don't know if they feel like, you know, they, they have the team's number 
or what, but we've seen these leads dwindle. What I do know about this talks team, it almost seems like they play up to their competition. OKC has been another, just like the Thank Indiana you. Pacers. OKC has been a, a surprise team, and there was a lot of hype when you see cats like SGA and a, a lot of star players, also young star players, rising stars on that Thunder team. I think when Trey and DeJounte, they look across, and even Jalen, you know, having Jalen back in the lineup so far has been phenomenal. He's been everything is advertised, if not more. But I, I do believe that this team plays up to their competition, and we need to find a way for them or they need to find a way, rather, to be able to play with that intensity and that high basketball IQ on a nightly basis. If, if, if the Hawks could play, if they played the way they play in these first halves of games, they would be well over 500 and possibly a top three seed in the Eastern Conference right now. But it's just they come out so strong and they come out on fire, as you mentioned. And then as the game goes on, I don't know if teams are figuring them out the defensively and, and, you know, they're just catching up to the Hawks or what it is but we just don't see that play. So I was expecting the Hawks to come out with that same tenacity against the Indiana Pacers in which they did against the Thunder, and we just didn't see that. But I, I would have to say to answer the question wholeheartedly, they play up to competition, and when they when they see certain teams on the roster, on, the, on their schedule, I, I don't want to say they come out lazy. I would never accuse a professional athlete of coming out lazy, but they just don't come out with that same intensity and, and effort. Uh, again, Terrell Thomas joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Perhaps we're looking at this the wrong way. No, we, we're not. We have both said, you and I, and now Terrell is saying the same thing. We talked about this mostly last year when, when, when going up against teams like Milwaukee and going up against teams that you would think that they would have a problem with. But Milwaukee's one that, that stood out because of, because of Giannis and that they do exactly what you – have just been describing. They play either up to the talent or they don't play with the intensity when they play a lesser team. My question is this, and this is going to have to be like some dude from from Silicon Valley or something like that that can that has the time to do this. But is there a list of the teams that match up well with this Hawks team that going into it you can say in the last couple of years with this lineup or something close to it, the Hawks have played differently? than they do against the teams that they just, you know, this is a good team who they play well against. You don't know why, but for whatever reason, they do. For years, we talked about that with the Celtics coming down here, right? Celtics had the Hawks number. And we do know this. It is about matchups. It's about it's it's about length. It's about who you, when you get, you know, in a box, what, what do they call it? Styles make fights. Same thing when it comes to some of these team sports. My question is, we we know who the top teams are. Can we go back and look and see how the Hawks performed against them so when moving forward you can see how these guys either give it or don't when it comes to the top-tier talent? I mean, I mean, I'm, I realize I'm coming at this from a nerd angle, but the other way is not providing any answers. So maybe come at this a little no, differently. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even uh, say that that breakdown would be a nerd angle when we look at how analytics are actually you know used in the NBA and sports overall uh, as a whole. And just going off the top of the head right now, I, I would say – Shoot, it, it, it seems when when we look, we, we can look at the Bucks, we can look at the 76ers, uh, we can look at the Boston Celtics, we can look at the recent game against OKC. Now the, now this season anyway, uh, the Indiana Pacers are playing like a top team in the Eastern Conference. We've seen what they've done to the Bucks recently. Our team has been about 500 when you look at these matchups against those against those guys. And I don't know if it's matchups where you have a big man on the floor like a Joel Embiid or a Nikolai Jokic where. We haven't seen dominant play. We do play small ball. You know, Clint 
in the later stages of his career. I've said that over and over again. I don't think we've seen from Onyeka what we want to see on a nightly basis right now. And although Jalen Johnson has been a breakout star of this team and maybe across the NBA so far this season, he's still about 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, he's not, you know, that that perennial seven-foot-tall. We're, we're seeing the age of the big man come back when you look at Wembley, again, when you look at Joel Embiid, when you look at Chet Holmgren, when you look at the Joker. We're seeing a lot of uh, – when you look at Giannis, can't forget him – the big man game is coming back, and, and these big men, to a degree, are playing like guards, or at least they're being able to shoot the ball effectively and efficiently like guards. So I would say our team has hovered around 500 when you look at Trey Young uh, being, of course, an all-star on, on this team, going up against all other all-pros or all-star talents. They're about 500 right now, and I, I don't know why that is. And, again, as you mentioned, we would have to really get someone to break down those numbers but it, it, it does come down to matchups. And when we look at guard play, when, when they're playing other guards, dominant guards, if, the, if they're going up against the Cleveland Cavs, who have two dominant guards, when they're going up a team like the Golden State Warriors, shoot, even when they are going up against Boston, who their their guard play, their, their, their backcourt play is a little more prevalent than their frontcourt play, we see the Hawks have success. But when they do go against guys that have taller, you know, bigger, uh, uh, gentlemen on their team. It's, it's, it's been a bit of a challenge so far defensively for them. Spending time on the waitforit.com outline with Terrell Thomason. He is social. You can always find him at Eldorado2452 at Eldorado2452. Thoughts about our opponent today, Orlando. What has them uh, playing well uh, to start this season? And that's who, uh, that's who is coming up next. Yeah, you know, I had to tip my hat to that to that organization, to the GMs over there who have been getting the job done. Over the past few seasons, we've seen the Magic hovering around top five, top ten picks, and that talent is just now beginning to gel and, and form well. Cole Anthony, I know, was a high pick. When you look at Pablo, he's uh, for, uh, rookie of the year, and he's just getting better and better as the season goes on. So they have a lot of young talent over there, and I think they play extremely well. Um, even when you look at Wendell Carter Jr., he's been in and out of the lineup as of recently. But he's a cat from, you know, right around here in the, in the Atlanta area. So they have a lot of talent on that team. And I hope our Hawks come out with the same intensity as they did against the Thunder because they 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 similar rosters when you look at young talent who can score the ball in a, 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 a large uh, array of ways. So if the Hawks don't come out tonight with their A-game focus, this could be another nasty one. So I'm, I'm hoping that the guys had a chance to kind of debrief Maybe get a. I saw Dejounte talking about being in Orlando and just wanting to have some time away and get on a roller coaster. Maybe they had a moment or so to check out one of the amusement parks down there. I'm quite sure the weather's slightly warmer in Florida than it is across the nation. And just hey, we get give Max's number. Hawks yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Max. Give, give Max's number. We gotta, we gotta get, <laughs> think about getting debriefed and then getting on a roller coaster. Never heard those two put together like that. <laughs> you know, we've been talking to Terrell for years, and there's one thing I do not know. As we let you go, make this kind of quick, but um. Today was the day, bringing you know, insignificant information. Today was the day that Phil Jackson got his 900th win. He was the fastest NBA coach to get to 900. My question is we've been talking to you all this time. We don't know who your favorite all time coach is. You got to win one game to save, save the family and save the neighborhood. What coach are you going to pick? Uh, you, you just hit it right on the head. It's, it's Phil Jackson. Growing up, although, you know, in the Philadelphia streets, I grew up a, a huge Laker fan. Because um, when I when I initially started watching basketball, that's who my uncle was watching, Worthy and the guys. And as the Lakers moved on and Kobe came about and Shaq came about, Phil Jackson. So if my life was on the line or anything like that, we needed a coach, I'm going to Phil. I'm going to the, the prime Phil, not Phil right now. <laughs> See, you know how you know interesting that? that is that he yeah. says that the way he said that? 
This is age at work here. He mentioned Phil Jackson from the Laker days. Oh yeah. You went if I mention Phil Jackson, you know it's gonna be with the Bulls. With days. the Bulls, right. It's just it's just mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. how that happened. Hey, you just played that out there like that. I'm also surprised he didn't say like Billy Cunningham or Gene Chu. He knows yeah, what I'm talking about. Really he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 both Philadelphia coaches, but anyway. If I had to go with a Philly one, it'd have been Larry Brown, because what he did with Iverson. Yeah, he don't count. He's with everybody. He pretty much got every team. <laughs> hey, Terrell Thomas, these Urban Times. We appreciate it, brother. Thanks, and man. Enjoy the rest of your day, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen, as always. Have a great week. There you go. We got a casting call coming up next for the top of the hour. We're going to, believe it or not, well, if you listen to us, you know we talk hockey all the time. Well, maybe not all the time, but we're going to give you a first half uh, recap, and we are going to talk about this national championship game with a guy who was up there in Michigan. Sean Belichian will join us, and then D. Orlando Ledbetter. This is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. It's the first one of 2024. I don't know, man. If you want to join me, share. I seem to be co-hostless. So that's okay. It can let you know about some job opportunities in front of and behind the camera. And all the time you've been working with uh, Sam and I, Eric, have you submitted for any of these job opportunities? Reluctantly and unfortunately, no. I've meant to. I've wanted to. Just the time and the effort. I now, I have created a relationship with your guy, Bill Sellers. Your voiceover oh, studio. Oh, Seller. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, by the way, uh, Bill does voices. You want to check him out, and of course, I would mention him because he is a source, a resource for not vo- for not just voiceover work, um, but also. I mean, listen, he will take you from soup to nuts, as I like to say. Whatever it is, whatever level of voiceover talent you are, whether you're just beginning or if you need somebody to help you put your demo together, uh, you don't have the capabilities for whatever the way you used to. He will help you with that. You got Atlanta Voiceover Studio, which is a brick and mortar location, which they have classes and they have workshops and they do other things within there. Um, so two places. They're not all of them, but they're just a few. But Bill's a good dude. Yeah, and he had a great interview with you guys during the week that you filled in on the morning shift. I listened to it. Great, great stuff. That Plus, he's he been in, in this business. Yeah. He's an old radio dude, and he understands the first thing that broadcasters need to do when doing voiceover work. You need to lose that broadcasting voice of yours. To do voiceover work or to, con- you know, to be successful at it, teachers will regularly tell those of us in this business to lose your radio voice because you have to have a much right. It's all about range when you do voiceover work. Did Bill tell you that? Yes, absolutely. We started. He did some drills. He gave me some drills and some things to work on range, and he gave me some things to watch and some study guides, and I appreciate him. He was very good yeah. and reasonably priced. And he you is. Know, he well, is. Well, tell me you know Greg Clarkson. That helps. <laughs> yeah, you do. Please do that, too, because that will help you. But Bill, I, I tell people all the time, Bill Seller is like the dude you want to have show up at your place when you have any kind of problem. He's like you, Sam. He's got that reassuring air about him. You know, okay. I mean, yeah, it's just, and it's an indescribable quality. It's like what we say about people who are cool. You can't describe cool, but you see it when you know it. Yeah. Or you know it when you see it. Know it when you see it. Yeah, something like that. Words <laughs> <laughs> of that effect. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, listen, Bill's on the uh, on the list here too. But I, I say that and I ask Eric that question about has he thought about submitting because when I tell you it's about to get stupid busy around here, that's going to be the case. Okay. There's a whole lot of people backing up for a run and start because they had to because of the strike, um, the two strikes, I should say, that pushed everything back. Things are up and running a little bit, but, you know, 
the infrastructure of where to shoot, how to shoot, who to use, all that stuff is now being reworked. Because studios had, you know, they had to keep the doors open. So I'm not saying all of them, but there were a few of them who had other things come into their studios, into their areas to do some production. Now, you just can't kick them out. True. So there's some that are finishing up, you know, once the strike was complete and ratification happened, they finished things up. So it's 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 moving toward getting really busy right now. And so now that the holidays are on. So, I, again, I, I send you folks to get cast with Greg on X or – 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. You will see the list. And this week, here's what I got for you. In front of the camera, we're back doing that. Stranger Things. Okay. Heather over Casting Taylor Made is back. And I, I had this on a few weeks ago before the, um, before the holidays, but she's still at it. Stranger Things Season 5 is up and running. This particular week, they need people from the medical community. Now, when you see this breakdown, you're going to see that there were Fittings, wardrobe fittings, which are mandatory, that started on January 5th. But they go all the way through the end of this week. So don't be discouraged. The shooting won't take place until later on this month. But you have to get fit. You have to go to these mandatory fittings, especially for a show like this, because it's a period piece. You know, Stranger Stranger Things was 80s or early 90s. I don't know where they're going to move it up to, but it's it's set in the 80s. So they're going to make sure you're looking right. Now, here's the other thing about this. This particular one is going to shoot out. Okay, I want to make sure. The 22nd through the 26th. You just got to keep saying this, Sam. No more COVID testing. Okay. You don't have to be vaxxed. Okay. None of that. All that is all behind us. So, casting tailor-made, doing Stranger Things. You're going to see that up there. Hilton Casting, they have an action comedy film. Multiple roles needed. Everything from school staff and parents, students, high-end club goers, a lot of this stuff. So not only is Hilton Casting doing that project, they're also <laughs> putting folks in, in, the, in the audience for Miss Pat. Really? <laughs> and the Miss Pat show. Well, the Miss Pat show. It's going to shoot through February. So which got, one? She got about four shows. I don't know. You're just going to go to the website. That's <laughs> where they're going to put you on. But Hilton Casting still doing Miss Pat show. You got that. And then Cab Casting, Cobra Kai is back. Okay. I'm kind of upset I haven't been booked in that. Because the dude who's the executive producer of that used to be on Drop Dead Diva, and I helped him with a couple things. Okay. And and I haven't mm-hmm. been asked to audition. Oh, man, why not? Well, I just, you know. You know the first we... time I did for him, I wasn't any good. So a lot of that has to do with that. I can't blame him. <laughs> I just ain't, you know, I know my range. But they are looking for everybody for this one. I mean, it's men, women, all ethnicities to play various roles, everything. Again, students, professors, parents. All of that stuff. So this is Cobra Kai. You'll see that under cab casting. This list is there up on the website. And then you get past those jobs, and there'll be more moving forward. I walk you through how to find the jobs behind the camera, the aforementioned voiceover stuff, the link to the Georgia Department of Labor, so you can get that link, and and the list of the casting directors. So you can just go to their um, Facebook pages or whatever social media they have where they're posting stuff. You guys got any questions about this stuff, greg.clarkson, odyssey.com. and I will do my best to get back to you. Yeah. I yeah. saw this man the other day, and, and I I'd kind of heard this, but I had forgotten about it. I asked you earlier if you saw an officer and a gentleman. Yep. And uh, was it, it's, uh, forget Paris. Okay. Billy, Billy Crystal, Billy Deborah Crystal. Winger. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny movie, by the way. Yes. If, if you've never seen it before. I remember he's, that. He's a basketball referee, mm-hmm. and it, a lot of back and forth with that. But anyway, um, did you know that Deborah Winger has had – issues with co-workers on sets over the years. Like you said, when I mentioned her name, 
you see her off and on. You don't see her that often. Yeah. She yeah. should be working a lot more. You would think she's a very good actress, has been, continues to be. But for whatever reason, she's kind of high maintenance, mm-hmm. if you want to believe the reports. Well, here's something I didn't know. She was supposed to be the lead in a league of their own. Okay. She was booked on that. Eric, I got Eric's attention, too. Okay. You know why she wasn't in a league of their own? Why is that? She had a problem with Madonna. That would be a problem. She didn't think Madonna was worthy of being an actress in that and on her level. Words of that effect. Okay. And and Penny Marshall had had enough. So that's, that's that. <laughs> so she she replaced her and got Gina Davis in there. And I can't see see Gina Davis to me is 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 bigger than Deborah Winger. I could believe her being a catcher in that okay. movie. Deborah okay. Winger's kind of smaller, right? So. Maybe better actress, okay, if you, if you want to believe that Deborah Winger's a better actress than Gina Davis, okay, cool. But from a physical standpoint in this athletic-based movie, right? I can't see anybody else doing better than Gina Davis. Great Dottie Henson. Great Dottie Henson. That's one of my favorite ones. I tell you, man. She was really good. Stay off those high ones. I like <laughs> the high ones. <laughs> I just, anyway, I just, like I said, I just, it's, it's, so anyway, this is a quote actually from her. It's no secret that I didn't love an officer and a gentleman. Then I certainly didn't love it now, so at least one could could accuse me of not being inconsistent. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, she's 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 a piece of work there. Mm. So anyway, in fact, Winger was so. Let me just read you what this uh-oh, says here. Uh-oh. Let me just read you what this says. Anyway, talking about her and 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 Deborah Winger, 1992. Deborah Winger, who was Cass's lead, uh, Dottie Henson, uh, became quite upset when she learned that she could be working alongside Madonna. Winger, known for her feuds with co-stars such as Richard Gere and an officer and a gentleman, had a strong dislike for Madonna, act, uh, Madonna's acting abilities. In fact, Winger was so displeased with the casting decision that she confronted director Penny Marshall, comparing the film to an Elvis movie and ultimately deciding to quit. Whoa. This unexpected turn of events led to Gina Davis stepping in to replace Winger for the role. It's worth noting that... Uh, Winger's clashes with fellow actress Shirley MacLaine during the filming of Terms of Endearment have become legendary in Hollywood. How are you going to argue with Shirley MacLaine? Ooh, she was wee. the female Rat Packer. Yeah, really. Anyway, there's my Deborah Winger story. Ah. <laughs> 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 that's, all, that's really all I got. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I got some other stuff, but, you know, I just was, I was so waiting what, to, what, uh, to uh, share go, that with Golden you. Globes? Is that tonight? I don't know. Might be. You don't. I, you don't know when the Golden I, Globes. I, are. I don't. You don't. You don't. Yes, okay. it's tonight. It is. It's tonight. Yes, it's right. January. It's come officially awards season. Come on, dude. Come show, on, dude. It's a show with no host. That's why they got a host. Who's hosting? I don't. It's a, it's, I don't. I, I know it, it turned. Because, was, a bunch it, of people turned it down. No, no. There, there's. I, I forget the comedian. It's, that's that's uh, that's hosting. But um, they got a host. Okay. Yeah. I, listen. I've seen two movies that I think are up for. I've seen Oppenheimer, and we've seen, you know, there's a couple of shows. Who's, who's hosting, Eric? Joe Coy? Yeah. Okay. Never heard of him. Yeah, yeah. It could, <laughs> That's a comedian? Comic. Yeah, comedian. It's not like yeah. Ricky Gervais or Tina and Amy or, 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 you know. Tonight, 8 o'clock at the Beverly Hilton. There you go. You ever been there? Now, that's a place to go. You been to Beverly Hilton? I've been to Beverly Well, I went past it on my tour when I was in L.A. And, you know, of course, known for all the iconic movies that it's been in, Beverly Hills Cop and places like that. So, yeah, went by it on my tour. I went past that one, and I went past the, the famous Regent Beverly Wilshire from – Beverly uh, Wilshire. That, what's it called? Uh, 
Julia Roberts, Richard Gere. Pretty woman. Pretty, Pretty woman. woman. Yes. Pretty woman. Okay. Okay. All right, I got one for you here. You uh, talk about the Godfather. We talk about the Godfather. You're not a big Godfather fan. I know that. You like it, but it's not like Indiana Jones with you. Eric, you're a Godfather fan. All right, get on here. Do you remember Godfather 2? That's where Michael was trying to get legi- – he was trying to be legitimate. and and, and Or, excuse me, that was 3. 2, he was sort of taking over. Right. And it's the whole – they sort of – they're in the 50s at this point. All right? And they do a whole thing about the whole connection with Cuba and – and the, the casinos that are built in Cuba, how Cuba used to be what Vegas is now. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at, mm-hmm. all right, until Castro came. And, of course, the boys, wink, 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 brought those casinos down there. And then, of course, we saw what happened. So if you go back to Godfather 2, the scenes where Michael, and in the movie it's, Hy- it's Hyman Roth, but we're really talking about Meyer Lansky and those guys who, who brought those casinos down there, whether you want to say the five families or not. But it was Meyer Lansky who they were portraying in this thing. And, of course, there's the scene where he, he does Michael dirty or Michael figures out that he's doing him dirty, and he leaves, he runs away. And then, of course, Michael catches him or one of his guys catches him in the airport and takes him out. This is in Godfather 2, right? Yes. That was the, the real-life deal happened today. Meyer Lansky, who was the guy who started the five families with – Charlie Luciano, this is well-documented, okay, so I'm not telling tales out of school here. Um, he left Cuba today. This is 1959. Now, think about this. January 7th, right after the New Year, Castro took over in, on New Year's Eve. He walked in there, got Batista out of there, took over. The, the, the whole coup started right there at New Year's. So that's like seven days in. And this guy decides, okay, this is not going very well. The president, our buddy, has left the country. I better get out of here. And Meyer Lansky, on this day, 1959, um, or it's 1960, left. Yeah, he was Luciano's partner since they were were childhood friends. Yes, they were. And they grew up together, and one was of Jewish descent, and one was of Italian descent. There you go. I I know all about my mafia history, baby. (laughs) You do, huh? All right, well, that's, that's what that was, but that was depicted. That's the thing about The Godfather and Francis Ford Coppola. What he did was he brought you up close to real events without mentioning any names, actual names of people or actual events to kind of, you know, plausible deniability, I guess. What's the dude's name, the singer? Johnny Fontaine? Okay. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Sinatra. Um, so anyway, I'll... Everybody knows that, though. Come on. All right, let's let's have a lighthearted thing as we leave here. Do you know that there was an actual bowling game, a bowling match that took place and was was recorded on an airplane to set a Guinness Book record? Really? It happened on this day. On what kind of plane? When you think it was a Boeing 707. Okay. And when you think of bowling in all-time greats, what's the name that comes to mind? His son was has been a Weber. Re- there you go. Yeah. Well, the old man, yeah. Dick Weber, Dick on Weber. this day, bowled the highest score in the air. They, they put this in the Guinness Book of World Records. He and it, you know, I would imagine it was a 300, but he did it on a Boeing 707 in 1964. Was it a 300? Well, they didn't write that up, but it was the highest recorded game. Okay. In the air. Okay. That's enough for me. Different kind of mile high club. Yeah. And who would you say is the original sexy, bald-headed man in movies? Yul Brenner. There you go. A King and I hit Broadway today starring Yul Brenner. Yul Brenner. You know, I knew you knew your bald dudes.
All right, moving into the 8 o'clock hour, we are going to give you a recap of the first half of the uh, NHL season. Yeah, we said hockey. That is coming up. You got Sean Belisian, and also, since he's up there in Michigan, get his thoughts on the conversation surrounding Harbaugh, the program, and his well, his prediction for tomorrow night. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you in the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.